Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use your promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, a little bit of previewing of the homestand. We got some interleague play coming up for you at Coors Field. Uh, also got to play some games and, and have some fun, some of the ones that you're used to. But we're talking a little bit about Rocky's future. That's been a, a fun topic uh, as of late. So uh, getting sort of into the players on the field, figured we'd talk about some of those things. And uh, any anything else that's going on out there in the world today, in the world of baseball, too. There's a, a lot of things. <laughs> there are just things happening. It's been quite the season for things in Major League Baseball. And so we'll get around to talking about all that. Of course, uh, hit us up with any questions if you've got, especially if you're along for the ride here on the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure that you are joining us, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Click that bell icon. It'll let you know when we are going live. Also, um, since I'm here and uh, <laughs> got a situation, we're going to make sure that you're all members of the DNVR.com. Make sure to subscribe today at the DNVR.com. All right. A uh, couple of things. Uh, there's a couple of bits of news just to get away. We're not really going to, we don't need much analysis of this, but the Rockies did make couple of weird transactions, I don't know, weird transactions, just those things you do when you're kind of shuffling. Puzzling, puzzling transactions, struggling, yeah. Yes, I don't, they're just moves, they're just moves, they're just moving guys around. I saw some people, you know, asking why Connor Joe going down, I think the obvious answer is to get at bats, there's, he's not doing any good, sitting on the Rockies bench, he'll be back, but they have to showcase CJ Crone while he's healthy for a trade, and that's, all that is, you know, it's just. And I understand. I understand the frustration. No, you're not frustration. A preference, right? There's look. These these moves have happened in 2017, 2018, even 2019 when they're in the playoff hunt. You go, ah, maybe this guy instead of that guy, and and that's what makes baseball great. But yeah, ultimately, it's it's a series of moves. It's it's not make or break. And yeah, might be a little disappointing. Might be frustrating. You might prefer one guy over the other, but it's. It's not cataclysmic, let's say. Let's put it at that, right? And none of it's permanent. Like, none of this has... That's true, too. Yeah, like, especially this these moves here right now. So uh, I'm not going to fret too much over them. But, the you know, the players around that that area, right, of uh, who, who's trying to prove that they can play right. or not, um, I think that's where we'll, we'll spend most of our conversation. We, we did a recent... Uh, make sure you go back and listen to our full coverage of you know, the, just the, the farm system, this will include, you know, some of those lost boys as it were today. But real quick, those, those moves yeah. were, uh, Ben Bowden was activated oh, yeah. from, from the injured list. Uh, he'll get some innings down in, in triple a. So, um, he's, he's down there and Alan Trejo came up because if you hadn't heard Trevor story is on the IL. He's, he took some grounders today at Coors field. So Hey, so far it's been good news, uh, and and you gotta hope that it stays that way. So they need another, you know, middle infielder, another option there at shortstop. So Trejo's up, uh, which means Connor Joe needs to go down, and of course 
that leaves Matt Adams and, and as you said, CJ Chrome behind. Two guys that don't have any options. One guy that you definitely want to showcase a little bit uh, as a potential uh, trade piece there in, in Chrome. And even a guy like Matt Adams, you go, hey, that's a veteran bat that another team just goes, look, yeah. we're desperate. And so, shoot, we'll give you our 60th best prospect. And you go, hey, that was that was oh, something yeah. for nothing. And guess what? Connor Joe's back up. So we kind of yeah. got to have our our uh, our Connor Joe and eat it too, as the phrase now the phrase now goes. Right, I like that. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do today is actually do a lot of combining of two games that we've played a lot of before, both "Would You Rather" and "More Likely." And I'll start with an impromptu one about these guys. So I'll start with the "More Likely" version of it. What's more likely that Alan Trejo? Has himself a nice little major league career, kind of out of nowhere. That Connor Joe has himself Ooh. a nice little major league career, kind of out of nowhere. Well, I I, I was you know one of the first people on the on the, the Trejo train, train. The, tra- the Trejo train, because <laughs> uh, I, I did believe in his glove a lot and 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 thought his bat you know played up a little bit um, again at, at least to be a for a guy who virtually was on no top 30 list ever right right ever right you go well he's he's not even going to make the the majors or if he does maybe when he's 27 and you know out of option like i maybe but no look look here's where he's at now and you go yeah well look at this rockies roster and then and look at their record and you go that's okay guys like that can have will always have a job in the major leagues if you can pick it at shortstop then they can easily move you over to second. Freddie Galvis is still a thing in Major League Baseball and probably will be for three or four more years right, right. because he can he can still do the damn thing, right? right? Of course. Yeah. And so those guys have a lot of value. So uh, I, I do think, you know, Trejo is going to have a, a nice little career. But I would I would venture to say Connor Joe could have yeah. a higher upside. Yeah. Um, you know, with some of the setbacks that he's had, you yeah. know, uh, Better pedigree, but again, at a certain point, that pedigree means nothing, right? Because maybe we'll even get to talking about the conversation around Riley Pine at this point and goes, you say, who cares that he was the fourth overall pick? Because you're right. No one does care at this point. You can't find the strike zone. It it doesn't matter how much anyone paid you out of high school and, oh, you're a how how high of a selection out of the state of Kansas. That stuff means nothing. Can you do it? And so I think Connor Joe projects as, you know, having a, a bit of a, of a higher upside again, less opportunity for those corner infield guys and corner yeah. outfield guys, especially because at a certain point you, you might have to move to DH. And so uh, there, there are some, some uh, limitations there for that, but I think Joe is, is the one that's going to have uh, that, that higher ceiling. So I would, I would venture to say it's, it's going to be him, believe it or not. Interesting. Interesting. So I would have gone the other way with this, but if you added in the, would you rather, right? So what's more likely? I think, again, this is an old school baseball logic right here. Trejo has the higher floor because the defense and all that stuff is there. Like you said, the Freddie Galvis, you you laid it out. That's why I think Trejo is more likely to work out a nice little career. But I think if you could wave your magic wand and say, would you rather, because Joe has the higher ceiling, you would take a Connor Joe who figures everything out and suddenly the Rockies have this really nice, solid, at the very least role player, if not, you know, contributor 
for the next couple of years, which who knows, you know, how long that'll be, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you that Joe's got the higher ceiling there. So that'll be interesting. Um, all right. I've actually got a series of these. So let's stay in that general area, basically player comps. Who do you think reaches their full potential versus who would you rather reach their full potential? Um, I'll start with this one. Dom Nunez and Austin Gomber. Mm. So say that, repeat that so, again for anyone yeah. listening. So we get the specifications right. on this one. Dom Nunez so v. We'll start with Austin yeah, Gomber. The Austin Gomber. Who reaches their full potential? Who do you think is more likely mm. to max out their potential as a ball player, Gomber or Nunez? And then the second question is if you could just wave the magic wand and decide which guy would you pick? Well, I think you'd have to decide Don Nunez. You would, especially for this organization. I think the magic wand answer has to be Don Nunez, right? You're 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 wanding Nunez. Yeah. Yes, you're you're, you're going to wander him. Uh, yeah, he's got to be the guy, the homegrown kid, uh, and and maybe most importantly, catcher. Like again, we're we're talking about an opportunity here um, to have your all-time franchise player at this position granted you know we understand the bar isn't terribly high but if you go and look at at all of the expansion clubs from 93 and 98 between the marlins rockies rays and diamondbacks none of them have had any of those those big name guys there's there's no one that really contributed to any of them we know pudge rodriguez was with the marlins in 2003 but really career all-time guys those numbers don't really do much hey charles johnson did a lot did a lot for the marlins yeah well he he did it for a little bit for the rockies but really that's not setting the bar terribly high so uh you, you so understand that go, oh yeah charles yeah. johnson was a rocky <laughs> you understand that but at the same time you still go yeah that's that's what you want to see we we already had two left-handers get cy young award votes for this organization. Don't think we forgot about you, Jeff Francis. Of course, the other being Kyle Freeland. But yeah, you'd, you'd have to make the magic wand over Dom Nunez and, and hope that he's got the longer career. He's got a little bit more control also uh, before he hits free agency. So you've got that element, left-handed bat. That's fantastic. But I would actually, in the first part of the question was, you know, who has the who has the better career, who has the longer career. I actually think it, it or who hits that ceiling, right? I actually think it could be Austin Gomber. I, I think it will be him. Um, you know, Nunez is, is struggling right now. Um, I think even, you know, if you had asked this question, actually, if you would have asked this question mid April, it would have been, it would have been a dead heat. It would have been Gomber, closer, right? Cause Gomber, his value is kind of on the lower side. He was, he was still walking guys and, and was still, you know, getting hit a little bit, not giving up too many homers. But, you know, getting knocked around a little bit. Nunez, those five home runs in that the first three weeks, and you go, whoa, this kid's got something. Um, but now I think a little more time has settled in. I, I feel pretty confident that it is, you know, going to be Austin Gomber with with his ability to be effective as a fly ball pitcher at Coors Field. You go, what? what? Well, if you can do that here, you're, you're going to be able to do that just about anywhere. And so um, he, he does have a lot of that, that polish. But, you know – if you're a left-handed hitting catcher, you can have a very long career, very profitable career in the major leagues at, you know, 36, 37. Look at Steven Vogt. I mean, he's still right. getting two, $3 million a year just to stick around as a number two catcher. That's not a bad gig. I mean, you're poor kneecaps. But other than that, Straight it's up. not a bad gig. But I, I think for, for ceiling, 
I, I'm more inclined to think that maybe Gomber could could get a taste of an All Star uh, game, yeah. uh, a bid or selection. Maybe maybe more so than than Dom. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you there. This is I have the same answer. Oh, okay. I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised by that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think Dom's just like look. Dom's got a a, a bigger mountain to climb, uh, sure. and and he's not as further along in the journey as much as I've been a long time believer in his and, you know, and, and I see the improvement in, in different areas. And, you, you know, we talk about, yeah, he's in this major slump at the plate now. Um, but he's been really improving behind the dish in a lot of little things that I'm seeing. And, and he still needs to be getting better at those, but, but he is remember he's first full year in major league baseball. He, you would have to be getting better at these things. Um, so yeah, like I and I still think he's he's got a better chance to get there than I think most people would assume. Especially again, if we're going off of the recency bias of right now, he's in a pretty bad funk. He's striking out on you know pitches right down the middle and stuff. But I'm with you. I I think that Gomber uh, has has all the the pedigree, all the stuff uh, there, and is already starting to put together things that pitchers don't usually do their first full year as starters. He's got an advanced mind and feel for pitching on top of four above average pitches. That's just, that's just what makes a good pitcher. You know, the only variable in all of that is how will he respond to Coors Field? And so far he's been doing a pretty damn good job with it. So uh, I would agree with you there. It's funny. um, MLB, the show does these like updates based on how players have been doing throughout the season. And they've completely not noticed Ryan McMahon at all whatsoever. Like wow. <laughs> no upgrade there, no upgrade for him. Um, especially defensively, that's been strange. Uh, they have noticed how terrible the Rockies bullpen is. Guys like Michael Gibbons and, and Daniel Bard have had all of their ratings come down. But the one guy that has taken a huge jump forward, he started out as a 71 and is now rated as a 77 this year, is and, and he's with John Gray now. They're both that's a big leap. Ratings. That's a big it's, leap. It was Austin Gomber. Yeah. And and it's all based on, you know, they they go in and look at all the stat cast stuff and and all the, you know, ERA plus, which is now above league average, those kinds of things. And it's just, yeah, uh, he's already starting to be there. So it's, uh, you know, he's got a long, they've both got a long way to go uh, to improve for sure. But uh, I'm with you. Uh, Gomber's already doing some very interesting things. I like, I like the aspect of once one guy's a pitcher, one guy's a, a hitter, a catcher, right? They're they're battery mates. They're both lefties, right? That's a, that's a good comparison that makes it uh, makes it a little bit tricky to to try to figure out. But it's, I'm surprised we're on the same page. That's good. Yeah, I think we'll differ on a few of these other ones. But uh, first, I'm gonna I'm still drinking my uh, Strava Craft coffee. Uh, I'm still still on Strava hours for me. But grab your Breck seltzers or your Breck brews out there if you've got them handy. If you don't, go down to the liquor store to King Supers. You can always swing by the DNVR bar. As I mentioned earlier, when you become a member, you get a bigger one down there. Uh, all kinds of fantastic perks for being a member, including getting all of that delicious Breck brew goodness and getting hooked up with some of our fantastic friends like the people at Gabby Insurance who just help you save money. Check them out, gabi.com slash DNVR. Take you less than 10 minutes. You're probably paying way too much for your home and car insurance. I was. I was paying about... 480 bucks a year too much for just car insurance. Our guy, Eric Weedham was paying over a grand too much on all the things that he has insured. So check them out. It costs you nothing. 
just a tiny little bit of time. There's no text messages, emails, none of that garbage. You just get to save money. Again, it's gabi.com slash DNVR for your absolutely free check to see how much money you can save. I love Ken with an old school uh, comp here in the comments going Brian Bohannon. Uh, minus minus about 45 pounds but yeah <laughs> not to and you know what love a big boy brian bohannon uh comp but yeah I, they've got a a similar pitching style and the big loopy curveball and um it'd be interesting we should we should look up some mechanics stuff and see what we can find on brian bohannon like dude dude had some some decent uh spells with with the rockies yeah, that really little, a couple underrated there's you know in the years past when we've done those offseason deep dives into statistics and who's had the best and like Gabe white. What? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, like Brian Bohan has been on, you know, a couple of those lists and the guy who was signed as a free agent and, you know, sure. You know, his ERA was, was incredibly high, but he had it. He had those moments for a guy. In fact, well, I'll, I'll just mention this real quick in 99. Um, he was 12 and 12 had a 6.20 ERA and you go, yeah, well that was the time. Zip, zip. 3.1 wins above replacement. Boom. So innings did he pick up? Goodness gracious. Like, right? You go, what? wait, 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 wait. What? I mean, maybe what? that's league average for Coors Field. I don't yeah, 197 innings pitched. It's a lot. 33 starts. You know, Back when guys them, them all. only struck out 120 guys. How interesting. Oh, you know what his whip was? I what go ahead. What do you think his whip was? If he was, if his ERA was six plus and all that, I'm right. going to say one, four, two. One point six, six, two. Goodness gracious. <laughs> 3.1 wins above replacement. Folks, we have no idea what wins above replacement means. No. I know it's great and all. And I, on the phone. And I, I, I'm not trying to totally blow up sabermetrics, but I think based on what we know now, this is what we have. I think it's really good. But man, when the next generation comes, whatever that looks like, whatever they're able to figure out, I don't know if they can put in old VHS tapes and like retroactively do stat cast and try to do value on that. We're, we're going to find out there's been some legendary Rockies players that did some legendary things right under our noses and we had no idea. I had no idea. I've got a theory for you. I've got a theory for you. Austin okay. theory? Of the war... From Dante Bichette's 1995 season, was somehow and in some way subtracted from him and his defense and put onto Brian Bohannon in 1999. It's the only thing that makes sense. That's not just a theory. That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, the the Lord of Sabermetrics, whoever that person is, or whoever right. that conglomeration of you know, heavenly bodies, whatever they might be that made that right. decision. They go, well, we got to give this extra war to somebody. It was Brian Bohannon in 1999. Ended up with the extra war. Hey, we got this leftover war. Anybody need some war? Poor Dante. Oh, that's, that is absolutely bizarre. I'm going to look into that further. Thanks for sidetracking us there, buddy. Manny. We got to give Manny like the, our top five, like WTF. <laughs> like what? I know he studied the Dante Bichette thing, so we don't need to give him that one again. But like this, like what? Um, all right. Another two players and another uh, potential battery mates. I don't think they've done it yet, but a catcher-pitcher combo. 
Further back in the Rockies system, neither of these guys have debuted yet. Same thing. So let's start with more likely to reach their full potential. I think we're, we're both going to agree on that part here. But the magic wand will be interesting. So Drew Romo or Chris McMahon. All right. High, what is it? Higher ceiling? Yeah. So which, which one of these guys has the higher ceiling and then which one of them is more likely? to reach it. So I'm going to say easily Chris McMahon for the simple fact of before I even think about Drew Romo as a human being or a baseball player and Chris McMahon as a human being slash baseball player, he's both of those things simultaneously. The track record of high school catchers in the first or second round in the last decade plus is not good. It's just not good. And so I hope Drew Romo breaks that mold and goes against the grain and is that exception to the rule, so to speak. Right. Um, and so it's, it's really for that reason that I got, so I got to go. Magic wand. Yeah. With so, the magic so wand, with I would actually, wand, my magic, you, I would, I would, uh, I would uh, wander Romo. You would wander Romo. Okay. Not, I wouldn't wander Franco. I would wander Romo because again, you got the catching issue there, right? You got a good young kid. You want to yeah. see the and and you want him to get good right at that that right time when yeah. you know he's going to be coming up when the next group of guys, whoever they are, however the Rockies get themselves back there by hook or by crook, whether by tanking or just doing what they've been doing in five years, everything's going to regenerate. Romo is going to be there in time, maybe in his rookie season, second season, third season, depending on how fast he comes up. That's right. the guy that 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 you want, and you got to figure there's going to be enough other arms in the organization that are going to you know end up developing nicely because the Rockies have been doing such a good job with that that you don't need McMahon. But in the reality world, I, I would put my money on on Chris McMahon, who's already been been doing really nicely so far. Yeah, I, I agree with you again on both these. I thought Damn I might trip you up. I know. I thought I might trip you up on the uh, on the Romo one with the magic wand. And and the other thing that's kind of <laughs> hilarious about this too is that I think it's why I put the catchers on there. If you were to go with almost anybody other than Zach Veen, I guess, to reach his full potential. You want Zach Veen to reach his full potential because he's got extraordinary potential. Anybody else, you're taking a pitcher. Uh, most of the time for the Rockies, for this organization, but the catchers are where you, where you can maybe trip because you're like, oh, only one catcher. Like you talked about the franchise's history with it. Um, you could do so much at that position to have a potential outcome on the game. Uh, but it, it's funny. It's like, what do they really, re as we've talked about so many times, what does the future, what should the now, what should all, what should the teams be built around? Really good pitching. And so, you know, waving the the magic wand for Chris McMahon feels like, in some it ways, it makes sense, right? It would make perfect sense to do that for him or hell Chris Oliveras or, or Ryan Rollison or any of these guys, right? Yeah, that you're right. I, you make a great point because this would be one where if we go back and look, and I've, I've been trying to keep tabs on all of our little, you know, would you rather or more likely to, so we can go back and look at them at various mm -hmm. points. But you're absolutely right. This would be one where in three years' time, you're going – Oh, it should have been McMahon, right? Because again, we don't, the Rockies have so much money to spend that you go, there's no way they're going to lose everybody, right? They just, they can't. But in three years' time, everyone, almost everyone could be gone, um, and, right. in, including McMahon and Tapia and, and the pitchers, like, and right. story. They could all be gone, and you go, 
oh crap, Chris McMahon's the guy. It's like you don't need Nunez and Romo, even if Romo is only you know half of what they hope for him to be. You right. don't need both of those guys. Right. So McMahon could be the guy that you like, ah no, that was the one that we needed. We need a, a new ace of the staff for whatever reason but you're right you still got Rawlson you still got hell Chris Oliveras coming through the pipeline call Crawford's now at double a so maybe it'll be all right but it's it's going to be hard for the next group of starting pitchers to do what this current group is doing this this foursome that they have now and even and then there's been other guys that's been the number five whether it was Chad Bettis for a minute whether it was Tyler Anderson for a minute that have come in and, and 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 now it's Austin Gomber like that have have right. been this you know wave and of of fresh air through the organization that you thought they would never get to, and it it could be gone like that and you go oh man we're that was the golden age that was a golden era of Rockies pitching and they might not have it again so careful careful what you want for yeah 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 exactly right see you may have to wand on a couple of these pitchers it's like do we already wand nunez because if we already wanted nunez we don't need a wand romo we can want no only one one wand uh but yeah yeah they're they're gonna need some of these pitchers to pan out and or to keep some of the guys they've got for even longer even like you mentioned like even marquez's extension would need to be extended or you know uh, yeah figure out things with freeland and gray and all those guys because uh, otherwise three years time when they should be building it up again and all these guys coming up, they're going to need the pitching. Um, all right. So let, let me do, let me do this one then. And then we'll, we'll move away from the Rockies and do some more major league baseball uh, style ones. So this one is really just, I think a, a would you rather, I don't, well, I guess we could, we could predict what they'll do, but it's hard to know about next year's draft. We don't even know what, what position they're going to have. So again, we're kind of predicting different. So I would say, would you rather the Rockies get one superstar pitcher in the draft, but mostly nothing else? Let's say Elijah Green, right? Let's, let's assume Elijah Green and, you know, and, and he is as advertised or whatever, but, you know, so he's a real star pitcher. Um, but then really nothing else of the draft, maybe a bench player who shows up in five years, but nothing else. Or they've, they've no real star talent, but they get five, six, seven guys who can be contributors three or four years down the line. That's a good question. I, I think, I think the answer that, that, you know, most GMs and most uh, front office executives would give, is that you would probably prefer the superstar. You'd rather get the one guy because those are the guys that, that don't grow on trees. Those are the guys you can't get in free agency. And, and yeah, I know we're talking about the Rockies and they can't really get much of anything in free agency, but we don't necessarily think that's going to happen, right? Um, but you could also say, hey, they go out and try to sign a superstar player. that You could see that falling apart too just because of – you know, the, the, the randomness and, and the difficulty guys sure. have playing at Coors Field. So I think you take the superstar and say, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out with, with, with trades. I mean, Herman Marquez isn't quite a superstar, 
but they were able to go and, and, and steal him in a deal. And they still were able to get, you know, a couple of uh, good seasons out of, out of Jake McGee, or at least the one before one. they uh, signed him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in free agency. Yeah. So you take the superstar guy, because those are the ones that you can't necessarily get. And, and you can't even necessarily get him, uh, sign them as a free agent. You know, that's, that's something that really, you know, ceased to exist in the past decade where guys, uh, so teams started really recognizing, you know what, let's give these guys guaranteed money now in their third or fourth year, because they're about to be a superstar and we'll buy out some of their free agency. So now, you know, guys aren't becoming free agents at 27 years old. Like, yeah, I know we just saw that with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, but they've been the exceptions to the rule. Like all of those great players just aren't getting there. We, there's this great shortstop class that's coming about. And I wrote an article this off season and say, Hey, there's a game within the game for the Rockies. How do they deal with their superstar shortstop, you know, issue, so to speak, right? right. Cleveland moved already. They got rid of, yeah, they got rid of Francisco Lindor, signed an extension with the Mets. So that's one less guy. That's a superstar that you think you're going to get in free agency. You're not going to get, so you just can't get superstars. So it's for that reason you take that and you've got to, figure something else out in trades, hope that the year before and after in the draft you go and, and you can get some more of those uh, part-time players, if you will, or those bit players that are just pretty good, even if they don't even become all-stars. Just, you, you just figure it out, an organizational guy, whatever it is. You just can't get those superstar guys. They don't grow on trees. Yeah. you got to get that one. Yeah. Don't agree with me. I okay well okay you know, uh, here here's the thing you do okay that's fine I do actually and, and it's it's funny because it's so antithetical to where I normally stand on like you got to get quantity you've got to get a, a whole bunch of guys especially for the Rockies like you I love need, quantity like, guys get hurt um, guys don't pan out but again we're we're sort of assuming this guy's going to pan out but the the, the things can go wrong. Right. And also you just need a bunch of dudes. You need depth, especially here. And in baseball in general, that said, yeah, you got to get the superstar. You got to get the superstar. We were, I was going back. We did on TDSP a couple of weeks ago. We did this whole thing about just the best drafts for each team in their history. And, you know, you can go through and you can find these years where the Broncos or the Nuggets or the Rockies found four or five solid contributors and you go, man, solid draft. They, they hit on like four or five picks and, you know, uh, but then all the best drafts, like what was the Broncos best draft when they got John Elway? That was the Broncos best draft when they drafted John Elway, who else did they draft that draft? Doesn't matter. It was, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And it's kind of similar to the Rockies. Like there were a few years where they got a few guys, but their best draft was when they got Nolan Arenado. That was the draft that most dramatically shifted their franchise is when they ended up with Nolan um, and they didn't know it was going to be, and nobody knew that pick was going to be the pick that it was. Cause he was taken like in the sandwich round, uh, but still it. So yeah, uh, I'm with you there. I was so prepared to go the other way and say like, uh, but cause you, you can rebuild a whole farm system, right? All this talk of where your farm systems rated. The Rockies had one of the worst rating rated farm systems in baseball. Then they drafted Zach Veen and guess what? Still one of the worst because one guy does not a farm system make, right? Uh, but that said, yeah. And well, I know that I know they trade. Yeah, we, we know is the Colts. If, is the Colts. if you want to go back and listen to that whole argument on that show, you can, <laughs> you can find that TDSP. The uh, the year that they got John Elway when he became available yeah. via the draft and yeah. they, 
But yeah. you know what? In 2017, even 2018, maybe even in 2019, our answer would have been, give me the quantity. Yeah. Because you got a superstar in Nolan Arenado. Yeah. You got a superstar in Trevor Story. Yep. Uh, you got a budding superstar in Herman Marquez, who's still budding. And you go, you know what? Those those five, six, seven big leaguers, right, that you're going to get in that draft, well, guess what? Not all of them are going to end up appearing in their first major league game as a Rockies player because you're going to use them as trade chips to help continue keep the window of contention open longer. But right now, as it stands, yeah, you do want that superstar. It's one of the reasons why, you know, the Dodgers have, you know, uh, in a sense have been able to sustain the way they've been. You go, well, their, their draft pick is always in the 20s. Well, they don't need to get superstars. They just need to get these pieces and then go out and trade for them like they did with Manny Machado a couple of years ago. You know, they you can do those kind of things. So it really does depend on on what you need at, at various times. And, and right now the, the Rockies, they need their next superstar because yeah. right now it, it's going to be Ryan McMahon. And we, yeah. we see it. And you, and you hope maybe Trevor Story can stick around. They got enough money to do it. Are, are they going to you know, pull that trigger and, and offer him enough to, to stay around? And even if they do offer him enough, does Trevor Story take it? You, you, you don't know. So, hey, you know what? If you can get a superstar in a draft, you absolutely have to take that guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sadly, I agree with you once again. <laughs> uh, we're going to move Deadly over. Deadly for the show or just because uh, just, just you don't like it? No. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So going to sink our teeth into a little bit of – MLB talk actually we'll have a transition one that's still related to the Rockies and then we'll talk about a few other teams out there doing some interesting things and then after that I'm going to sink my teeth into some hassle cattle company wagyu beef sure. one of my favorite things to eat we got ground chuck ground beef bacon award-winning hamburgers steaks it's absolutely delicious and the best thing about it is that in addition to being really really good it's also good for everyone involved, good for the animals. They don't shoot them up with all those hormones and antibiotics and garbage. It's good for your wallet because you can get promo deals there that make it so that it's actually cheaper than buying beef at the grocery store, which is filled with garbage and is not nearly as tasty. And you can get free shipping when you order over 200 bucks and 10% off when you use promo code DNVR10. If you follow friend Nighthawk, big friend of the podcast, Kristen. She's out there on Twitter posting her uh, uh, delicious looking concoctions with the Wagyu beef. Uh, I'll post mine every once in a while. I'm nowhere near as good as she is, but even I, it's basically foolproof. You can make delicious beef, even if you're not the most knowledgeable cook. Check them out again today at Hassel Cattle Company. It's H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. And don't forget to use that promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. Also, make sure that you're checking out our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, it makes watching sports a whole lot more fun, and it certainly makes it a whole lot more profitable than it would have been if you weren't doing it. Uh, I, I love watching along with, uh, as I've mentioned, I like to bet on the, the home run for the game that makes that guys at bats throughout the game that much more interesting maybe who's going to get a hit strikeout over unders run over unders i feel like we haven't always been great on uh you know the, those individual ones but i feel like our over unders on runs this year have been pretty good we've been pretty good at and now been the the especially when we're taking the unders taking the unders and total runs in rockies games we should do a study on that sometime i'll bet um 
We've nailed that every time that we've gone under, as, as yeah. strange as that is. Yeah. Uh, the, the public always thinks that the Rockies are going to either score more or give up more runs, slightly more than they actually do. I think that's a, a solid bet. But whichever ones of those things you're looking at, just make sure you've got that downloaded. The top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits when you bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. That's right, it's only $1. So you don't have to know that much about the NBA. Just sign up, throw a buck that way. Hey, they won. I got $100 in free credits. Awesome. Promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, instead of making you wait for some point later on in the week, Let's make some money today. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, Adolis Garcia. Yes, of the Texas Rangers. Two homer tonight against your Rockies. It doesn't matter because the Rockies are still favorite. Uh, they're, they're minus 175 with Hermen Marquez on the hill against the Rangers who have lost 12 road games in a row. Hey, that's right. The Rockies are home. They are a completely different team at home. Rangers are struggling to say the least. But Adolis Garcia, the latest Cuban sensation, the latest former Cardinals outfielder Cuban sensation, Adolis Garcia, he leads baseball right now with 16 homers. Already has, also has 41 RBI and uh, hit 11 homers so far in the month of May. We flip the calendar. He's on the road. I'm not too worried about his play on the road. He, he did hit three home runs in a series against Houston the last time that they were away from Globe Life park. So um, I think he's owed me a lock today. Plus 405 for the guy leading MLB to hit a home run at Coors Field. What? Yes. Plus 405. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Adolis Garcia plus 405 to Homer tonight at Coors Field. Boom. That'd be hey, that'd be a big one. So you got uh, Chelsea. Did your guy score the goal though? I saw it was a one nothing game, right? No, yes. Uh Chelsea Chelsea won. Yeah, they yeah. they pulled so, it off. They pulled the upset. That was plus 365, I think. Yeah. So I was uh, I was for, stoked. Yeah, but but your guy didn't get the goal. That would have been big. Christian Pulisic did did not uh do the thing. But it was funny enough because in, in a weird uh random chance, I ran into a guy uh running trails in Boulder, my favorite spot, the Tasso Preserve. Check that out. He happened to be from Iran, but he's a professor at CU, and he was showing his friend from Germany around. We got to talking about soccer, and he's like leasing out a place of his in Germany where he also used to live to an American kid who's on Bayern uh, Munich's uh, second team. So I was like, look at that. We still got Americans playing in Europe, doing the damn thing. So it's one of those great coincidences that can only happen in Colorado. Right. All right, I've got an updated one for you that'll move us from Rockies. It's it's half Rockies, half MLB talk, and then we'll do a little more MLB talk. But we we did this one once before with Michaela, but I'm going to move the goalposts a little bit on either side of the same question. So before we had Rockies lose 100 games or a team that hasn't won since the Rockies became a team wins the world series. Now we're going to move that a little bit. The Rockies lose 105 Ooh. or a team. And then we're moving the world series just a couple of years later 
to 96, which gives us a nice 25 year in the last 25 years, 96 to 2021. So the two extras that you can include Blue Jays, the Blue Jays and the Braves. Yeah. That's the one that, so yeah, what's more likely the Rockies lose 105 games or a team that has not won the World Series since the 1996 season wins the World Series this year. And for those listening, while Patrick's thinking about it, for those listening, um, oh, I have the teams that are not. <laughs> so you can't have the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, the Angels, the White Sox, the Phillies, the Nationals, the Cubs, the Royals, the Astros, and I guess the Dodgers. <laughs> Technically. I, I think I would I'd be inclined to take the field. It's it's more I mean, I, I it's I haven't recalculated to see how many losses I think the Rockies will get if it's it's gonna be hundred and five or not. Um it, it it may be close, you know, it 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 may be that. But just the general idea of the fact that, you know, I, I was thinking about this today because uh, I, I think that's such an interesting statistic where you go, oh, you know, only uh, what nine teams have won the World Series, I think, since right 93. Is that right? No, no, no. 15 have won since 93. Only oh, nine have won since 2003. And oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It, so. Um, but it's that's that's who won it. But if you if you back off and you just say make it to the World Series, then at that point you got a 50 50 shot. So you like those odds. Um, so I, I, I think it is a better chance that someone who hasn't won it yet um is going to do so just um because again I, I i like that crop you know toronto doesn't necessarily do that too much for me I, I, atlanta was a team that i did pick to win the nl east um you know tampa's is still out there is is a big one so i i'd be more inclined to take the field because i'm i'm essentially getting a 50 50 shot with all those teams and okay well the rockies are one of those teams all right so maybe it's 48 percent just, but that's what that's what you get when you play roulette yeah, at yeah, a right. casino. You know what yeah. I mean? The house has that, so you're. Not, it's not exactly 50-50. It's more like forty-eight percent because the Rockies are in that group. But I, I think there's a good chance of that. And you know what, eh, man, the 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 Rockies are bad on the road. They're not great at home. They've been better than five hundred. I think they're going to struggle. But you know, one hundred and five is 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 another step past one hundred. And again, they can. You know, here, here's something that I was going to maybe write about tonight for tomorrow. Of all of the teams that have had, what is it? A, I want to say a, a 283 winning percentage on the road. So basically won 22 or less games on the road. 22 mm-hmm. of their 81 games, right? So that's 22 and 59. Of all of the teams who have done that, there's been about 40 different instances of teams with that winning percentage or less, right? Only one of them did not lose 100 games. So it's like there's a 95% chance that if the Rockies, you know, win 22 or less games, there's about 90, 95% chance that they're going to lose 100 games. Except when you consider, and I don't know if this means anything, Drew. I don't know if this means anything, but that one team. That one team that lost twenty-two or le- or that won twenty-two or less games on uh, the road was the two thousand fourteen Colorado Rockies, who did not lose one hundred games. 
There you have Does it. Does that mean something? Is that a small sample size? Is that a coincidence? I, I don't know what it means. I don't know what any of that means, but it's interesting. It's it's fascinating. Uh, yeah. It's more important that I, I think it's more important that it, it's a majority of the time, an overwhelming majority, that if you're that bad on the road, you just can't overcome that at home and you're going to lose 100 games. It just so happened that the one time it didn't happen, it was the same franchise. Did you? It's crazy. Uh, uh, did you happen to see the new Fangraphs projections that came out? I don't know if it was this morning. No. Do you want to guess how many losses they have the Rockies at? Oh, well, if it's Fangraphs, 109. No, it actually, it really surprised me. I was kind of shocked. But I think they're overvaluing run differential in some ways. The run differential has been somewhat favorable. for. That's right. Rockies. That's right. Um, so they actually have them at... 99 losses, exactly what you and Whoa. I were talking about last time where it was, will they have their worst ever or will they get to 100? And I said, can I pick 99 exactly? That's what Fangraphs has them at. So I feel like interesting. I feel like it's going to be in that neighborhood. But yeah. And what's their, what's, so then their, what's their percentage to make the playoffs? 0.0%? <laughs> 0.001? <laughs> I, I don't know that they've, yeah, that they've eliminated them yet or not. But, yeah. <laughs> but go, go ahead. You're, you're probably fine. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to move us over to the American League now for just a minute and talk about some interesting places because uh, the the Colorado Rockies are not the only team that's really been eating it lately, but uh, the Yankees weren't necessarily expected to be eating it the way they have been. Uh, they, they gained their footing for a little bit, but right now, uh, in the standings in the American League, and I think actually your Chicago White Sox, do they still have the best record? No, the Rays have overtaken them for the best record in baseball. They've been fantastic. Again, a team really. that people have, uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of sleeping on after they uh, got rid of uh, Blake Snell and a, a few other guys in the offseason. But there's uh, the other big one. I don't think, I don't know if Michaela had them uh, in the playoffs. I, I know you yeah. did, and I, I did. But yeah, they're they're playing, you know, fantastically. Uh, uh, I mean, you'd have to say better than anyone could have imagined, especially when losing their ace. But uh, and Charlie Morton too. Don't don't forget about him. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the Yankees are scrapping a little bit, and even as bad as they've been playing, losing four in a row, still four games over uh, five hundred. Toronto is now moving into their their second home away from home in, in Buffalo. Uh, so they're going to Salem Field. That's been uh, refurbished a little bit, but. Yeah, White Sox playing well. Uh, you had Oakland, and so did Michaela in the AOS. I had Houston. Houston's only half came back. That's an interesting matchup. And we'll see Oakland this weekend uh, at Coors yeah. Field. That'll be, that'll be exciting. Because that's one of those random teams. You know how you feel like there are certain teams the Rockies just never play well against? Uh, the A's, for whatever reason, have always been a team I feel like they've always played well against, regardless, uh, even when they're good. So we'll – That'll be fun. It's one of those random ass things. Like the Marlins were one of those teams that the Rockies would always play terrible against just for no, even when they were awful. Uh, I feel like the A's are the flip side of that. <laughs> it's interesting that you brought up the Marlins because I, I was going to ask a question and this is, uh, there's there's a fantastic baseball podcast they listen to. I'm glad to give them a plug because they they go down the rabbit hole. It's called Effectively Wild. This is a Fangraphs podcast. Oh, yeah. podcast. Effectively Wild. And I feel like this would be a question for them of like, if MLB had to showcase their game for the world and it was just aesthetics, right? You might pick Coors Field a little bit for the view of the mountains and everything. And, you know, you just saw what PNC Park looked like with, with Roberto Clemente. 
uh, the bridge that was in the background. But as far as teams that you'd want to play against each other, I feel like A's and Rockies would have to be at the top of that list, Just especially after. if they could wear their colors. Yeah. Per, you know, wearing purple, you know, Rockies have to bring, bring out a, a purple uniform mm -hmm. there for that yeah. to really make that pop. And then you've got, you know, A's could go green or they could go gold. Yeah. Either one. You'd yeah. want those two colors mm -hmm. to represent baseballs. Like, oh, that's really eye-catching. I'm interested in that. Marlins would be the third, would be a third option to throw in there and go, oh, wow, this is my, uh, my sensories are, are really lighting up. This, this, this is very pleasing aesthetically. Yeah, I'm 100% I'm with you. And the White Sox, by the way, with the, those new unis talking about aesthetically pleasing, those actually look dope. We've been harsh on, on some of well, those hats were terrible and they got pulled. So, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, beauties, they're sitting uh, in a factory somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the White Sox, who have become my number two team on, on MLB the show, even though I gave you a hard time for, for being so high on them, but still, it's an easy group to, to, to love and get into. Still out there doing their thing, uh, leading the AL Central. Here's your more likely what's more likely. The White Sox win the American League pennant, or the Yankees miss the postseason altogether. Mm. As you mentioned, the Yankees are over 500, but they're also there in that division with the Rays and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, who are all over 500. I've already I've, I've already been accused of uh, picking on the Yankees, but I I, I look i i gotta say what i think i gotta i gotta say what my brain is telling me to say i think it's probably more likely that the yankees miss the postseason than the white Sox win the al pennant there there i had a lot of concerns about the the yankees starting pitching to start the season and then it got great and then kluber pitched great he's now on the il jameson tyon still trying to figure it out um you know, I think they're they're going to go out and, and and try to get a a piece for the starting rotation still, and and that's going to help them out. But you know, the the Red Sox, I, I I don't see them continuing to play as I don't know how they're doing it. They're getting it done right now. Uh, Tampa, okay, yeah, they can win the East. Um, sure. So, you know, with there being two wild cards. You know, I, I I changed my answer. I was going to say anything. I think about it. Dude, look at that starting rotation that you were selling me on in the offseason that I just wasn't listening to you about. I just wasn't. I was like, Carlos Rodon is a nice little piece. It's the fifth rotation starter. Guys, what even the hell? Lance, Lynn, on down the list with these guys. I mean, that's just, it's too much pitch. The Yankees just have to make the postseason. And so if they get a wild card, they get knocked out after one game. That I that's fine. I could see them kind of squeaking yeah. in they more that little thing, right? I, I I have to flip that. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's more likely the that the the White Sox don't win the pennant then because mm. you know some someone else steps up. Uh, the the Tony Larusa. I was gonna say uh, we haven't mentioned the postseason that ends up pouring antifreeze yeah. in, in in the engine and, and where the oil's supposed to go, and it's like no, you you've got this all wrong, and eventually the wheels fall off that thing. I, I think they're gonna be okay, even with TLR at the helm. Sequences a day for Tony Larusa. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the Yankees are, are just they're they're a little bipolar, you know what I mean? And I, I it's uh, I, I should I should yeah you know not use that word lightly, but. Um, I, I think they're going to figure out. They're going to get hot. And they're going to get cold. And they're going to be frustrating, but they'll they'll figure out a, a way. They've got enough pieces there to, to get it done, and they're going to continue to acquire because they got a good enough farm system. Is yeah, they're going to do that. Got, 
good farm and they've got endless resources, they'll find a way to get themselves into it, I think. Um, that said, Tony La Russa. <laughs> TLR. Yeah, they may have to go, go back begging to, to oh, Rick Renteria and say, please right. take this job back. But then again, every time someone has come in and in Chicago, well, by every time, I mean one other time, someone has come in and taken uh, Renteria's job. They did win a World Series. It happened with Joe Madden. True. Took them took them uh, a year to do it. Um, so maybe another legendary skipper. So <laughs> yeah, poor guy. If you're entering, like, what? I was doing fine. He's he's quickly becoming uh, uh, the Buck Showalter of this generation right, because totally Buck Showalter was the the manager of the Yankees through I think it was '95. Joe Torre comes on, boom, they end up winning the World Series in '96. Uh, then he ends up going to the Diamondbacks. He's their first manager. Nothing happens. They finally end up going. Uh, I think Bob Brindley was the manager there. Manager of Texas. He's ousted. And then they go to back-to-back World Series. They didn't get the job done, unfortunately, uh, with Ron Washington as the manager. But but Rick Renteria is now the guy where you bring him in, he won't win you a World Series, but the next guy will. Right. All right, last one, and this is a big one, and it's both – a would you rather and a more likely it's for major league baseball overall. So we'll start with the more likely major league baseball. And and you can define this however you want, because we might have different definitions to fixes its economy, but in, in the collective bargaining agreement, essentially Whatever you would define. Now, I, I think I'm I have bigger problems with the MLB economy than than you do, but generally speaking, right? Um, or and again defined however you want, Major League Baseball fixes its what I would call fun problem. It's culture, mm. fun, youth, energy, resistance. Wow. Wow, that's that's a that's a good question. I, yeah, it, it's hard because as you said, like, how do you define that economy and what's fair for players? Um, you know, shoot Francisco Lindor making over three hundred million dollars. There are people going, well, that's that's not fair. Put that money back in the pocket of of the owner, um, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. not necessarily what we're what we're talking about. But I I think I think that it's it's more likely that they they figure out the the fun factor. I, I think. They figure that element out a little bit more. You know, I know Theo Epstein recently said he's now working um, with the commissioner's office there and Rob Manfred and just said, yeah, we got to put the game back in the players' hands and we got to, you know, make it a little bit more fun and we got to let the players lead and give them more power. You know, that's something that the NBA was able to do and made, you know, the NBA made their players the stars. And sure, yeah, that, that brought about certain issues with, you know, the big three and, and every other big three that has, has come after it. But I don't think that's hurting the NBA necessarily. Um, right. I'm, I'm sure there are those markets out there and, uh, and I'd love to get Adam Mares on to, to kind of break that down. Cause there are probably some unlucky markets that they have yet to have their big three and say, Hey, where, when's our turn yeah. to cash in on this idea. But for the most part, I, I think the fun factor is, is coming back and it's, it's been good. We haven't seen as many, you know, brawls. I mean, Fernando Tatis still has his head attached after everything you've seen. So I think the game is, you know, adapting. You're going to have those hiccups and you're going to have those old timers coming out and, um, 
and 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 taking umbrage with with these flashy young guys. But I I think for the most part, uh, that's starting to change. And I don't know if MLB can can perfect it and get it all the way where it needs to be, where there are players that, you know, have their own channel, like a Trevor Bauer, they might not be able to go that far, but I think they're definitely taking those steps. And there've been those inroads that I think it might be more likely like that happens, especially when you consider that, you know, there, I, I still think that we may have a work stoppage going into next year. It's quieted down and, and things seem to be, a little bit better and everything's going well, but I still think the, the owners are, or at least they've been losing some money. So I could see a scenario where in, instead of, you know, we, we don't start the 2022 season on June 1st, maybe it's, maybe it's May 1st. I think there's still some chance about that. I think everyone's kind of waiting in the weeds a little bit. We don't necessarily know. It seems really good. Yeah. It seems really good right I mean, now. No one's but I do, anything right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm still fearful, right? It's it's like you know what if no news has has come about to make me change my mind then I got to stick with what I what I had thought you know this right. past off season right. with the player saying no sorry the first domino is toppled over so we're reporting to camp and we're going into these stadiums and if only eight thousand people are allowed in there and you make you know you're losing money every time we play at home until we get to the summer so be it and the owners I think are going to eventually say. All right, well, we got to reclaim some of that money. So, you know what? We're going to play, you know, some less games next year, or we're going to have a more condensed schedule. So, we're not going to really play until May when it gets a little bit warmer and we get those early season games out of the way where we're only at, you know, 50% capacity because it's still cold out. I do still worry about that. So, it's for that reason uh, I go with option B, the fun factor. They figure that part out. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, again, I, I I think you're right. I think they're more likely to. The one thing that's funny is it's like there's kind of a deadline. There's almost like a. I hate using this phrase, but I can't think of any the, the proverbial gun to the head, right? Where the two sides have to figure out something with the economy. They have to figure because, like you said, if they don't, they'll there will be a work stoppage, and and the fans are going to be very angry about that. Uh, very as as we know has happened before. And so there's almost like more of an incentive for them to get that done. Um, True. But even then I don't see the, the solution necessarily needing what my definition would be of having fixed the economy. You know, I'm not sure that the sides have it within them to move the league forward right now i think they're really just the next cba is going to be about trying to put something together so that they can have a few years like i really don't think it's going to be about creating new fun great ideas or fixing some of these things or creating more parity in the league or you know trying to address some of the issues about tanking though i do think there's going to be some interesting conversation about that. Maybe, maybe a salary floor. All those things are going to be on the table. It's just when you get enough lawyers in the room, the solutions to those questions usually end up just being annoying. Um, so I, I will say, I think I think you're right. I've been encouraged by some of the stuff that Theo Epstein uh, and his group has done, and and I think you know we we see the the pushback for the people still. Uh, savoring for those good old days where you put your head down when you hit a home run and straight face and don't look anyone in the eye and, and do the thing, run around the bases. And uh, But 
I, I think the other side is actually finally starting to win out and people are starting to realize there's nothing wrong with having fun in the game. That said, if I could wander it, I'm wandering the economy. If, I'm, if I've got my magic wand, as much as I'm frustrated by the fun stuff in baseball, uh, I just think the the economy where you've got, uh, you know, and this remains true to this day where you take a look at the top contracts in baseball, the top 10 guys making the most amount of money are worth less than players at the bottom of the list who are making no money, but they're these young guys who are extraordinarily valuable um, who are getting totally screwed by the system in that way. Uh, so it's just like, it's, uh, it incentivizes tanking too much. Players don't get paid when they're valuable. Then now owners have figured out we had them while they were valuable and we weren't paying them. Now that they're 29, 30 years old, we're not going to pay them anymore because that's when they used to make their money. And it's just an untenable situation. So yeah, if I could wave a magic wand and create the salary floor and, and, and fix the economy and disincentivize tanking and all the, make it so that you can trade draft picks. That's another thing that like, really helps mid to lower market teams and other systems like Patrick was talking about. If you can't go out and sign the big free agent, then you've got to you've got to be able to draft him. And if you've got more bites at the apple of being able to draft people, if you could trade Trevor Story for draft picks instead of having to figure out which guy can come back and offset this thing and do they have a player who's just give me some draft picks and we'll we'll take it from here. So those are I, yeah, I wish I could I wish we could fix that, but it's harder to, it would require a magic wand. It would. And I, I think the, for me, the biggest reason I, I, why I would wave that wand uh, over the economy, as you said, is just to avoid the strike. Let's just avoid the strike. Like that's yeah. even the biggest piece. And because even if, even if baseball doesn't figure out the fun stuff and you say, Oh, look at how unfun baseball was four years ago. Okay. Well, it, it, it moved along and still existed four years later and right. it was fine. So baseball doesn't necessarily need to have that. Now, granted, right. Their fan base is getting older and older and, you know, they're not bringing in those young fans. And so eventually it could be, you know, it, it could come to an end or something, but it's, it's more likely to, if they can't figure out the, the economics of it, that is what will kill the sport. That is what will, you know, bring, bring this whole thing, you know, down to its knees more than the fact that, oh, guys aren't really able to celebrate or they don't feel comfortable or <laughs> we're not bringing in the best yeah. athletes because right. they're not having as much fun. That's a problem for sure. But the, the, the economy is, is a much bigger, bigger issue in this economy. In this economy, Patrick, that was so much fun. We didn't even really preview the homestand because, you know, the Rockies will play baseball this week. <laughs> the Rockies will be baseballing. They'll be out there. It's uh, Ranger David Dahl returns. That's right. Except is he he's been hurt. Is he is he he's been a little banged up. Minus, he, yeah. he hasn't been playing too well. And yeah. it's kind of the, so, the same old story. We'll get to see him. And as we've talked about before, for whatever other issues, you know, uh guys always seem to really create a strong sense of family here. And so I'm sure Dahl will be really happy to see all the guys he'll be in town. And so I forgot about it. Shout out to our guy, Julian, speaking of family. Right. Uh, as, of course, you know, Julian Valentine of the Colorado Rockies social media department uh, on his way out after over 10 years uh, going to spend some time with the little ones. Uh, former Colorado Rapids uh, professional right. soccer player 
by the way. Very interesting guy. Uh, I think we had him on. So smart. I had him on a very, very early edition of the BSN <laughs> Rockies podcast back in the day. Uh, See if you can about- find that, right? <laughs> or, or do you not want that? Do you not want people to say. go back and listen to that? With my old ass mic standing there in the the old media room for fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, I don't even know if that's still available. Is that on the system anyway? Um, <laughs> you, probably, you have to listen to it on Zoom. Zoom, Zoom yeah. in order to hear that one. Zoom. But yeah. Uh, yeah, as most people know, uh, the, the social media for the Rockies, everything else, you know, they, they've been fantastic. He's he's always had a great team there. People kind of in and out that have been helping him there for a long time. So we want to wish him the best. He, he's always been fantastic and uh, hope that the, the people have learned from him well and can continue on the tradition of fantastic at Rockies social media. They're two-time Goaties. They, they are two-time defending Goaty winners was Julian. So We'll see if Mr. this is at Rockies. Yeah, he's he's yeah. the mastermind. Gotta give yeah. it to him. Yeah. Re- really one of the best. And I think recognized as such throughout the sport, too. And I think you see a lot of other major league baseball teams trying to emulate mm-hmm. uh, what he was able to successfully implement here. So really, truly one of the best. You, you, you gotta tip your cap. Uh, you forget sometimes it really takes an army of people down there to make a major league baseball team go. And while certain parts of it may not always be functioning properly. Some people can just stay in their lane and do their thing and achieve absolute excellence. And that was Julian. So, Rockies 4-2 victory tonight. Put it in the books. You got it. 4-2 oh, victory. With That's your guy hitting happen. a home run, too. With Adolis Garcia. Adolis, Adolis Garcia. And the Rockies are going to win the series. You have to learn some of these American League names. Amer- in, interleague play is always one of those ones where I'm reaching for the baseball reference. So, ah. <laughs> Adolis Garcia, right. <laughs> 28-year-old superstar. Ready. So ready. I don't know where. This week, watch some baseball. Join us in some post-game chats. Spend some money on DraftKings Sportsbook. Drink a little Breck Brew, Stratocraft coffee, and a hassle. Well, don't, don't, don't drink your hassle cattle. Wagyu beef. You, you go ahead and eat on that. Chew. Chew your beef. It's important. You can get that at the bar, too. That's right. If you're like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna like it. There you go. Come down to the DNVR bar, sample it there, and then you can order it right from right from the bar, right from your tabletop, because it's you're guaranteed to go gaga over that. That's a great point. I've forgotten those those hamburgers down at the bar. Whew. Mm. Potentially life-altering. Get in there, check it out, hang out with us all week watching baseball. And just talking about baseball, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Like, like I said, they've been better at home. Patrick's calling a 4-2 W. Let's see how it goes against these teams. Follow everyone on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Don't forget to follow Michaela E. Perkins also doing fantastic work out there on the social, especially now that DNVR has got two teams in the playoffs that we're covering there. Make sure you're following along with all of that excitement as well. Subscribing to the DNVR.com for all the written content, all the discounts, and hang out in the Discord, and all that fantastic stuff, and just being absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.